For the word of God is living and active, sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing to the division of the soul and spirit, of joint and marrow, and discerning the thoughts and intentions of the heart. Hebrews 4 verse 12. You are about to hear an undiluted message of truth and of power, that which gives hope and forever stays refreshing to the soul. This is the Ghana Methodist Students Union, KNST Local. Prime yourself to be blessed as you listen. Bless him, hallelujah. Yes, both physically and the rest. Hallelujah. Yeah. So, um, without much ado, without Anna, giving Anna to me, I want to welcome the administration of Mr. Isaac Bedu. Hallelujah. Please, let's all be on our feet as the minister takes the pulpit. Thank you. Ambassadors. I hope I can take it. Ambassadors, it's a blessing to be here. In fact, I miss campus. I I miss the energy, the shouting, the someone carrying your notebook or something here. My local church there, Obian Found. Hallelujah. Shall we close our eyes? Thank you, Lord Jesus. Love is such a beautiful thing. Hey, the service be one of those services I come to. I strongly believe that Sunday is a day that we need to come and be refreshed for the week ahead. We have made a lot of things too trivial and we just come here and laugh and smile and jump and we go into the world just like that. Ask God for a word today. There's a word for you today. That is why God has brought you here. Ask God for a word today. Ask God for a word today. That he will speak his word unto you. That he will speak his word unto you. There's a particular word for you. Not everything I'll say today is for everyone. Pick out the word you need out of it. In the name of Jesus. Jesus. 
Father, we thank you for today. We thank you for bringing us together as your children. It is an honor to be here. We ask that Father speak your word unto us. Let us know you better at the end of the service. In the mighty name of Jesus, amen. Ambassadors, please take your seats. My name is Isaac Kujobedu. Um, I was president from 2014 to 2015. And um, I was a member of Pop Choir. I was a Levite. I was playing the keyboard. And then I was a member of what at that time was the Shepherd's Ministry which eventually metamorphosed into the cell team. I have some wonderful men of God here. I can't continue without introducing them. I have my, my, successor or, yes, the one who took over from me as president, Perez Danso Primpong, um, the Holy Spirit man. Oh, let them see you, let them see you, yes. Um, I have my my fashion designer too here. Uh, almost everything I wear is done by him. Emmanuel um, Tieku, former pop choir president. Yes, and we have um, a former vice president too here, Isaac Dapa. Let them see you. Laughter Ike, as you all call him. And then we have former shepherding coordinator. Or a fresh boy. Yes. We can issue to a chakra a thousand dollars. Yeah. We have Emmanuel in tea in the house. I know there are a few people inside there that I can't see. In in due time, when I see them, I'll introduce them. Hallelujah. So today we are, today is sales day. So let me give a little history about how the sales team and everything happened. So when I came to first year in 2010, we had, oh, not 2010 year, when I came to first year in 2010, we had what we call the shepherd's ministry. Shepherd's ministry was in charge of um, shepherding the church but at the time because of the small number of members in shepherd's ministry we were focusing on first years so when I was in third year getting ready to go to fourth year the executives at that time decided to bring the system that would reach out to every single GAMSU member on campus and that was the cell team. So the system was that we get people who will be cell leaders. We have a minimum of 10 people under you. You have your cell meetings. I, I know we are from the Methodist Church, so we know the Bible class system. This is no different from the Bible class system, where you have a leader, someone who takes care of you, shepherding you, guiding you through life and make sure that you you live the life that you are supposed to live on campus. So that is how it started. It started in, um, I think, if my memory serves me right, January 2014, it started. So I was part of, I was one of the first cell leaders produced during that time. Then in about four or five months later, I became president. So this system has been very beneficial in reaching out to everyone. Because you agree with me that you come to campus and for the four years, you meet a GAMSU member and you realize that you never knew that person. And some people just walk amongst us and we never know them till they complete school. As GAMSU president, I'll be working on um, uh, quite near friend is saying Mecca Road, and 
Someone will smile at you and you have to smile back. But I don't know the person. Someone would um, shout, ambassadors, and I have to respond for Christ. But I don't know the person. Actually, something even happened to me. I met a lady. I was speaking to her. I asked her of her name, the program she's offering and everything. I said, Presdo, do you know something? You've asked me this question before. Say, really? When was that? Said, oh, you met me here. You asked me all these questions. And frankly, I couldn't remember. I, I, it means I've spoken to her before and I can't remember. So as Andrew is your president, it is difficult for him to know every single member. Yes, he's your leader. And he should have a database of every GAMSU member. But to know everyone's face will be difficult. So sometimes someone will say, Presdo, I saw you were crossing the road. Shouldn't I cross the road? Oh, Presdo, I saw you, you were walking over here. The numbers are many. So everyone will know Presdo, but Presdo will not know everyone. So to be able to reach you, it might not, Presdo might not be the one to be able to reach you. It might be a cell leader. It might be your poor rep. It might be your wing executive. That is why the system is there to make sure that we are able to reach everyone very well. So those of you who have not psyched up your mind, Obi Hall say media cell system media media. Me, I don't like it. No. We are here so that we become one body. We are here so that we grow together and learn together. That is why it is important for us to have the system. I hope I'll be able to finish what I have to say in the shortest possible time. Psalm 95 verse 7. Psalm 95 verse 7. For he is our God, and we are the people of his pasture, and the sheep of his hand. Today, if you hear his voice, for he is our God, and we are the people of his pasture, and the sheep of his hand. Psalm 100 verse 3. Know that the Lord, he is God. It is he who has made us, and not we ourselves. We are his people, and the sheep of his pasture. Know that the, know that the Lord, he is God. It is he who has made us. We are not ourselves. We are his people, and the sheep of his pasture. First of all, you are not yourself. If I should ask you, what is your name? Someone should mention his name to me. Who is Emanuela? Okay. Emanuela what? Emanuela Edunya. Okay. So, when we see Emanuela, and we hear the surname, one question we will ask is, who is Mr. Edunya? Exactly. Now, her name gives her an identity and shows where she is from. Do you understand? So where do you come from, Emanuela? It looks like people know Emanuela than herself. Okay, so Emanuela is from Takwa. So, after we ask of her father's name, so where is your mother, where is your mother from Takwa? And your father is from where? Takwa A. Full-blooded Takwa lady. So, Emanuela's identity as a person is linked to her name and where she comes from. As children of God, we have an identity and we have where we are from and who is our father. 
So the scripture makes us understand that we are his sheep. Let me break, let me bring it down to us. So it means that you, Emanuela, are Mr. Nya, Edunya, sheep. Ono no also. You are in school because he's paying your school fees. You are in school because something happened somewhere and you were produced. You are sitting here because he decided to take care of you right from your infancy. Your mother decided to breastfeed you and you started growing. After breastfeeding, you got to a point, so you started drinking, um, how do they call this thing? Latogen. And then, Cerelac. Then you graduated into Bangkung. And then you graduated into TCIBA, we did fried rice, and jollof, and So we you are not too okay. Now, when you are in school and you don't have money, the first person you call is Daddy, Miniscao. I remember when, when I was in school, um, my father sent me some money. So I was finding it difficult to, to um, call him again. Then my mother called to ask how I was doing. Let me see. Mama, Miss Carson. You fancy Mama, Miss Carson. Then the following day, I had a call from my mother that Papa Simon first came to our accounting. Then I got the formula. The formula is that, yes, the father is there. He might be providing. But there's someone who can facilitate that process. Just pass it through your mother. And that system worked for me till I completed school. What I'm saying is that in every society, in every system, there is a way things work. And in the system of the kingdom, we are God's sheep. He gives us food to eat. He gives us the breath that we have. He gives us the strength that we have. He provides all the things for us. In fact, he made the choice of who is your mother and who is your father. He made the choice of where you'll be born and where you come from. So you have no, you have no, you didn't have any say in who you were born to. It means that we have a God who has planned your life how it is supposed to be. Do we agree? Because I didn't know I'll have, I didn't say I should have a big head like this. It's okay. Okay. Thank you very much. I didn't say I want to be this tall. Maybe I wish I would be a little taller. You two didn't say you want to be this short. But I said, height in Yedra. You did not make some of these choices. So it means that someone made these choices for you and knows that this is what will work for you. So sometimes we find ourselves in places, we find ourselves doing things, or we find ourselves in families that we say that, ah, Erade, why didn't you give birth to me? Why didn't you let despite give birth to me? Forgetting that maybe you are another despite. Hallelujah. So God knows you, you are his sheep. And he's guiding your life. Hallelujah. Let's go to the book of Jeremiah. Jeremiah chapter 23 verse 4. 
I will set up shepherds over them who will feed them. And they shall fear no more, nor be dismayed, nor shall they be lacking, says the Lord. I will set up shepherds over them who will feed them, and they shall fear no more, nor be dismayed, nor shall they be lacking, says the Lord. So this scripture is telling us that God knowing that you are his sheep, he will set shepherds over you. So when I was going to secondary school, I went to the best secondary school in Ghana. So Infantime is the best school. I know they are all here there. I know I don't know. So oh, I'm going to do my mic now. So when I was going to school, I I've lived in Cape Coast all my life. So fortunately, or maybe unfortunately, my parents knew a lot of teachers. So when I was going to school, I was handed over to about three teachers. Fortunately or unfortunately, one of the teachers was my house master. So in first year, that teacher, Mr. Mr. Wusi, had my money. I think at that time it was the old Ghana cities. So I think my parents gave him 15,000. So Oh, Mr. Usi, please, I need um, 5,000. Then he'll give to me. Then I'll manage it very well. I was not joking with dining hall. So I, I make sure I save my money and then go to dining hall as much as possible. Once in a while, I'll be there. We pass by day boys to get something sweet to buy. So Mr. Usi was someone who had my money and was managing it for me. I, I couldn't just go like that. However, by reason of the fact that I knew Mr. Usi, exiat was not a problem to me. I walked to Mr. Usi's house. Mr. Usi, my head is aching. I want to go to the hospital. Then I'll take an exiat and go and sleep at home for like a day or two. Then I'll come back. Because actually, all I needed was rest. Because as a Form 1 boy, the stress is too much. So in, my, in, in using this scenario, we see that Mr. Usi was set as an oversight or as a shepherd on my life. So that anything I'm doing is guided by an adult. Unfortunately, we are gradually getting to a system where we think that children should be allowed to do whatever they want. That's an argument for another time. But shepherds are important. And the scripture is telling us that God will set shepherds for us. And it is very interesting, the last part of it. It says, nor shall they be lacking. They will not be in fear. They will not be dismayed. And they will lack nothing. It is when I grew up that I understood when my parents said, I don't have money. We thought that our, our uncles were wicked when they come and they don't give us money. But gradually we are becoming the very wicked uncles. Because we go and see our nephews and cash in the Trust me, when you grow up, you will understand why sometimes when you call your father, he says, Mommy, bear two days. Because Obidineka is serious. And he's waiting for that to be able to get to you. But by reason of the fact that he is your shepherd, he has no option than to make sure he takes care of your need. And this is what God is telling us that he is the shepherd, but he will set shepherds over here, over our lives. 
you are missing if you don't have a shepherd. You are missing if you don't have someone you call that. So for girl no You you see sometimes you know the right thing, but you need someone to say it again to confirm what is in your mind. There are a lot of instances I've I've taken counsel from a father in the Lord or someone ahead of me. And I knew that this is what I was supposed to do. In fact, the exact thing I had in mind is what he said. But on my own, I couldn't gather the strength to do that thing because the mind is a battlefield. And the thoughts are a lot. Negative thoughts are running. Positive thoughts are running. Stupid thoughts are running. Good thoughts are running. Sometimes you need someone to say a word unto you. You need that shepherd to guide you as to what you are supposed to do. You need that person to tell you, Diewu ye, enye. But some of us think that it is not necessary to have anyone to take care of us. But God is telling us that when we have shepherds, we will not lack anything. Hallelujah. So you need someone in your life. And I am praying that you have someone in your life who guides you and tells you what to do. Sometimes it's not just about you even going to the person, but just having a conversation with the person will guide you as to what you should do. Everyone needs a shepherd. Hallelujah. Everyone needs a shepherd. Now, the good shepherd who is God, or who is Jesus Christ, came to die for you and I. The slogan of the, of the cell team is what? I lay down my life for the sheep. I lay down my life for the sheep. Ask the one sitting by you, will you die for me? What, what, what was the response? I'm sure there are a lot of no's. Me, cry, I will not die for you. Now, dying, dying means, first of all, dying. Because Jesus literally died for you and I. He died. Dying also means that sacrificing something for someone. So basically, you could see that Jesus Christ was suffering. Jesus Christ was going through pain and agony for mankind. And he still did it. Sometimes when we need to do something for a friend or a family, the little stress it brings, hey, maybe I'm a bro. Christ came to die for you and I. The utmost expression of love is to die for someone. That is the utmost expression of love. And Jesus did it. If I tell you to die for that beloved you have been texting every evening, I love you. You run away. Some of us will go every length to show our love. And our status. You put her on your picture, the love of my life. The apple of my eye. You put, you put him or her on Instagram, on Facebook. Everywhere. Telling the world how much you love that person. But immediately we mention death, you step back. So love is the Death is the utmost expression of love. And Jesus Christ demonstrated that. Jesus Christ demonstrated that. And we need to also demonstrate that to the sheep that we are supposed to take care of. Hallelujah. I want us to read from John chapter 21. 
verse 15 to 17. John chapter 21, verse 15 to 17. It is important that we have shepherds in our lives. And it is also important that we give ourselves to be shepherds unto people. So when they had eaten breakfast, Jesus said to Simon Peter, Simon, son of Jonah, do you love me more than this? He said to him, yes, Lord, you know I love you. And he said to him, feed my lambs. So when that person asks you, do you love me? Oh, you know I love you with all my heart. And your mommy, 10,000 Ghana cities. Now watch on. Love and sacrifice are two inseparable things. So if you claim you love someone, you should be ready to sacrifice some things for him or her. So a condition for showing that Peter loves God is that he should feed his lamb. Verse 16, he said to him again a second time, Simon, son of Jonah, do you love me? He said to him, yes, Lord, you know that I love you. He said to him, tend my sheep. Then in verse 17, he says, he said to him, the third time, Simon, son of Jonah, do you love me? Peter was grieved because he said to him the third time, do you love me? It's like someone saying, Emanuela, Emanuela, Emanuela. How many times did I call your name? It means that whatever the person is coming to tell you, a person will find it serious. So for the third time, Jesus asked Peter, do you love me? And Jesus said to him, feed my sheep. I want you to ask yourself, do you love the Lord? Do you love the Lord? Do you love the Lord? Many a times we, we proclaim we love the Lord, but our actions do not show that we love the Lord. And you see a brother going wayward, and you look on consent. You claim you love the Lord, but we are going for size, and you think that, oh, size here. Mosquitoes will bite me. For, I, I was virtually on campus from 2010 to 2017, and every year I attended size. I think four out of the seven size I attended. I came back sick. There was one village we went and the mosquitoes were determined to bite you, no matter what. So, if you have managed to cover yourself, they will bite your face. And I'm also not comfortable sleeping with a cloth over my head. So, as for that size, when I came back, I was very sick. Went to a town called Mentuka. No lights. It's it's it was my best size because my size are light or cramp with the You you are not ready to sacrifice anything for God, but you claim you love the Lord. There's something that the church is supposed to do. And you are just supposed to contribute something little to make sure it moves forward. But no, you are thinking of Hellenus. You are supposed to contribute just 10 cities to buy something to help move the work of God forward. But no, you are ready to spend 20 or 30 cities at Pais. 
what shows that you love the Lord? And what is the evidence of the love that you are talking about? So, one evidence that God is requiring of us is for us to feed the sheep if we love him. You know why you are, in quotes, that strong Christian you are? It is because someone took interest in you and decided to follow up on you. So when I entered the secondary school, I don't know where the senior was from. His name was Ebenezer Kamwa. He followed me like, it's like he had, he had me, I'm the reason why he was brought to school. He'll come and wake me up for dawn meeting. Gamsu dawn meeting, SU dawn meeting, dawn prayers. He would come and sit by me to teach me. Eventually, he became the prayer secretary for Gamsu, and I became his assistant. I don't know if he influenced that or not. He took a special interest in me. And I must say that my Christian life, or me being who I am today, if anything built me up very well, it was that, it was that man, Ebenezer Kamwa. He took special interest in me and made sure that I grew in the place I am supposed to grow. There are so many names I can mention of people who took interest in me right from secondary school to the university. And these are the people that made it possible for me to, to be here today. There are people who gave me the opportunity to stand before people to preach for the first time. My chaplain at that time, um, very reverend Joseph Buedu, DJ, we call him DJ. He gave me the opportunity to preach in front of the whole school. And it was impromptu. Just one morning, I was, I was part of the, we call it the sacristan um, team. So one morning, he was driving by and he said, Isaac, uh-huh. I have to preach today, but I have to go somewhere, so preach. Just like that. And these are the little things that gave me the, the courage to be able to stand before people like, like this to speak. So you need someone in your life to push you up. Because we rise on the shoulders of others. But also, you need to be a shoulder. You need to be someone who will stand on your shoulder to reach where we are supposed to go. And that is what Jesus Christ was tasking Peter to do. That feed my sheep. Feed my sheep. Feeding includes giving them the word of God that will help them to grow. Feeding also includes giving them food. When I say food, I mean food. There are times you will need to walk to someone's room and, oh, have you eaten this evening? Oh, let me, let me go and buy you supper. When was the last time you did something like that? Or, you are coming for, 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 for popcorn rehearsal. Then you say, oh, Levite, today I did a mutuo for you. Come and eat. Feeding involves being there for people when they, they are emotionally down. I have been on phone with people who, she was crying on the phone for close to 10 minutes. When you are broken hearted, I was here. A relationship of five good years had just ended, and she was crying like a baby. Sometimes, for such people, all you need is to be by them or to be on phone with them and sacrifice that little time to hear them out. Are you ready to help someone out of their situation? 
So one, reason, one way of demonstrating our love to God is by being shepherds. One way of demonstrating our love to God is by being shepherds. Another reason why we need to be shepherds is because God demands that we are shepherds. First Peter chapter 5. Verse 2 to 4. First Peter chapter 5. Verse 2 to 4. Shepherd the flock of God which is among you, serving as overseers, not by compulsion, but willingly, not for dishonest gain, but eagerly, nor as being lord over them, those entrusted to you, but being examples to the flock, and when the chief shepherd appears, you receive the crown of glory that does not fade away. Shepherd the flock of God, which is among you. And we have understood that one way of showing that we love God is by being shepherds. It says, serving as overseers, not by compulsion, but willingly. See, a human way and by force. No one can force you to be a shepherd. But God will applaud you if you willingly offer yourself to be a shepherd. In fact, it is an honorable thing to want to serve the Lord. It's an honorable thing to want to serve the Lord. So, don't let it be like, Obina Esha will say a shepherd. I know there are some, some cell leaders amongst us. Some of you feel like coming for um, cell leaders meeting is a burden. Yes, I'm a cell leader. I have to come for cell leaders meeting. I have to have cell, cell meeting with my people. I was having my cell meetings Wednesday evening from 6 to 7. Then from there, I go for popcorn rehearsal. Those times it was Wednesdays. But now I think you meet on Tuesdays. So, my people were in Republic Hall. We will come and um, have our meeting. So I shared with friends and love benches. Well, they are all queens in Imhono. Then we have our cell meeting there. Sometimes I would get something for us to, to eat or to enjoy ourselves as we have the cell meeting. Then I moved to my popcorn rehearsal. Sunday evenings, I'll come for my cell leaders meeting. Don't forget, I was an architecture student. Oh, I didn't say I did architecture. I was an architecture student. So, and you know how architecture students are. I have a relationship crying your time on Because we are always in the studio. But in the midst of all of this, I remember when I told someone I'm the Gamsu president, and I said, hey, architecture student, now you're Gamsu president. You hardly get architecture students deciding to go for positions that require a lot of time. But I knew the God I was serving. And before I came to school, the night before I came to school, I did almost an all night praying to God, God, I'm going to Ken University. What do you want me to do? I wish everyone would have made that prayer before coming to school. But it is also not too late. Because there's a lot God wants you to do here. There's a lot God is calling you to undertake on this campus. But by reason of the fact that we do not know and we have not decided to look for it, we, we, we are oblivious to the fact that God wants us to be his people and be shepherds. So he says we should not do it out of compulsion but willingly. Not for dishonest gain. Not to think that being a shepherd I'll be paid every month. See, the Gamsu executives, no one pays them. In fact, 
They use their money on Gamsu. Maybe it has changed. Maybe I am a salary beer. I don't know. But the work requires that we give instead of receiving. Not for this honest gains. Not, not that, hey, I'm said these days, Gamsu girls near fine. I'm quite silly. Maybe I'm in your No. That is not why you are being a cell leader. Not for selfish gains. Not for things that will gratify your flesh. So that, and then, sorry, I would not sell member with them. Maybe did The following day, who could do away them? The following day, who could do away them? Yes, if they invite you to eat, bicycle home fast one free. But don't make it something you demand from them because you think you are their cell leader. Not for this honest gain. Not for this honest gain. Nor as being lord over them. Unfortunately, we are getting into a system where people who are supposed to take care of other people think that they are the lord of the people. So, why did you go, why did you go out with this person without telling me? I should have approved before you. Now, now who are you? Why you, you are supposed to tell me before you travel? You are supposed to tell me before, yeah, anyway, this might not apply to us, but we are growing. Maybe you are a leader in your church, you are a pastor, you are a reverend minister. Why did you go and marry without telling me? should have brought the woman to me for me to assess. You are nobody. You are supposed to take, in fact, frankly, if you shepherd people very well, they will come to you with the decisions they, are, they want to take. You won't have to demand it from them. And sometimes God will even reveal things to you that you are, you are supposed to know. And they'll be surprised. How do you know this? There's one person who was my, who was my cell member. And up till now, Anytime she comes to mind and I pick my phone to call her, she's either in a particular situation or she's getting into a particular situation. I don't need her to come to me to tell me. By reason of the fact that I play that oversight responsibility, God has given me that intuition. So because of that, whenever I also don't see anything, she will come and talk to me about it. So, don't be lords over the people. Yes, you are their cell leader. Yes, you are their um, wing executive, wing president. Don't lord it over them. Let them be your friends. Let them be people who can approach you easily. Easily. They can come to you, oh, President, I need this. Oh, this is happening to my family. Can you pray with me? That is why you are there. That is why you are there. So do not lord it over them. It says, be examples to the flock. As an example, people follow your lead. People will follow what you do. One of the easiest ways of people doing things is to look up to someone and follow. So we need to live the life that people will be able to look at us and say, you're ye, uh, correct, maybe. So you don't tell your cell members to come for church service and you don't come for church service. Don't tell your cell members to come for an all-night service and you sleep in your room. You live the life that it is easy to emulate. You live the life that will be an example to the people. Hallelujah. Please, how many minutes do I have more? How many minutes? It's almost time. Okay. Let's go to Psalm 23. 
Let me explain something from there, then we can close. This is something we all learned from our primary schools. Unless you didn't go to a primary school. It says, The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. Which means that if you allow God to be your shepherd, you will not want in anything in this life. See, trusting God sometimes looks difficult. Trusting God sometimes looks some way because your friends and your family and everyone is expecting you to be somewhere but won't do her yet. But God is saying that do this for me. But his scripture is telling us that if he is our shepherd, we shall not want. And I say this all the time. I, I, when I finished school, I stayed in Kumasi for a year. And in fact, I'd, I'd come to love Kumasi. Because I had family friends here. I had a lot of friends here. Um, I knew a lot of um, people here who made life easier for me. But at a point, I felt that, or I felt the conviction that you need to leave Kumasi. It was a struggle for me. So I decided to try and find a job in Kumasi. I applied to some places. Manteshi. Unemployment, yeah, yeah. Then I got a job in Accra. And I felt that but after praying for a while the conviction was that cool in fact leaving leaving Kumasi to Accra when I got to Accra I me see kai wo me hu wo me wi ase mu nyina ye se 100 Ghana o se dem and i was asking myself god how will i survive in this hectic life in Accra but i can tell you for a fact God has not failed me. Some of the doors God has opened to me, the kind of jobs that some people have trusted me to do, that no one is supposed to trust me to do this. If God is your shepherd, you will not want and by extension, if God makes you a shepherd, he'll make sure those, of, those who are under you would not want. You'll be a channel. So if you don't have, it means the people under you will not have. God will surely bless you if you're a shepherd. Hallelujah. Just by people seeing the kind of work you did on campus, just by seeing, people seeing the kind of integrity you upheld, when they meet you out there, they'll be ready to trust you with big things. Remember someone gave me a check to go and do something. I'm a share amount now. They say, hey, Sika we me who be If not for the fact that this person has trusted me with this. That day when I went to when I went to the bank. They said, I opened a certain account. They said, that account cannot take that amount I'm coming to put in it. So, I need to create another account. Let me say, ah, okay, then I'm taking, I'm taking it to my other bank. So that, let me say, no, 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 no. We can't allow you to take this amount anywhere else. So they picked, they, they picked my details, filled the forms for me, everything. I said, yeah, my VIPBC, me say, hey, mina mini. 
and they did everything for me so that they can deposit that money in their bank. And I kept asking myself, God will not make you want. Hallelujah. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside still waters. Life is without hurdles. Life will surely have hurdles, will surely have issues. But when you have God on your side, take you through those places. He restores my soul. Have you come to a point where your soul is like it's like all hope is lost. Everything is gone. But God is saying that if he is your shepherd, he will restore your soul. He leads me in path of righteousness for his name's sake. Yet though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. The promise God is giving to us is not that you will not see darkness, but you go through that darkness and come out alive. I always say this, this testimony on, on the 31st of August 2016. I was, I was driving from somewhere. I went to see someone and I was going home. I don't know what happened. Apparently, the car did a 180 and my back went to hit a tree. I thought I was dreaming. When, when I got up, I looked around. And I tried to start the car. It was not starting. And then I stepped out of the car. And the back of the car was messed up. And I asked myself, this impact, can't be here preaching to you today. We walk in dark places, but God will surely save us. Hallelujah. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. I know people like this one part because the say ye your enemies You anoint my head with oil, my cup runs over. The last verse. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I'll dwell in the house of God forever and ever. The promise of God for your life as a shepherd, as a sheep, cannot be revoked. If only you will heed to his voice. If only you will heed to his voice. I have not regretted following God one day. Because when I think all hope is lost, then someone will call you. I, I, I woke up one day and I had to go to work. And I say, If God does not show me something today, I come back to me. And I come to you. How many of us have been hungry before? I'm not talking about you wake up in the morning and you are hungry. Like you, you, you are, it's in the afternoon. You know you are hungry, but there's nothing to buy anything. So you drink water. Drink water. You drink water, you urinate. You drink water, you urinate. Then it is going through the system. And I pray to God that morning, God, Oba, Minaminio, do something today. And where I got money from, I, it was surprising. The following day, I asked the person, ah, why did you give me this? Yes, it was my money. But I was not expecting it to come at that time. Why did you give it to me? I said, oh, I felt like you were supposed to have it, so I gave it to you. 
And I said in my head, Yami Diwa answer my prayer. God will use someone to answer your prayer. And the biggest of its call is that God will use you as an answer to someone's prayer. Hallelujah. It is, it is a wonderful thing to serve the Lord. It is a wonderful thing to serve the Lord.